even when I was in corporate, the reason, the main reason I started my own business so, was so that I could control more of my schedule. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Diane Randall of Diane Randall Consults. Diane and Joe met through their mutual interest in well-being, productivity and podcasting. Diane is energised, committed and passionate about leading wellness conversations around life balance, self-care, plant-based nutrition and whole life wellness. Her joy is seeing individuals adapt healthier and wellness methods that reduce stress and bring harmonious balances to their lives. She excels at equipping busy professionals with workable wellness advice and strategies that meet their demanding lifestyle. Diane is an author, consultant, workshop presenter, college instructor, professional speaker, health coach and podcast show host whose articles have appeared in publications such as The Vegan Street, Plant Pure Nation, New York Times, Balance, Choice, Consulting Magazines, The Active Times and the American Holistic Health Association, AHHA. She's been a guest on numerous podcasts and appeared on television, including a guest appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show to discuss successful relationships. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Diane Randall of Diane Randall Consult. Great to have you with me, Diane, and also uh, great on the basis this is our second go at it, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Thank you, Joe, for having me. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you and your listeners. Yeah, and just like, you know, the the wonders wonders of modern technology, the fact that we can talk to each other um, from completely different parts of the world. But last time it didn't work. The Internet went down. So, you know, it's it's not as good as we reckon all the time. Well, and it's just a reminder that it's not perfect. And when it when it works, it works well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So tell us who you are, what you do and where you do it. I. I'm Diane Randall, first of all. I am what you call a whole living consultant. And what that means is I work with busy professionals to help them create healthy lifestyles. I do this through uh, nutrition workshops. Uh, I teach nutrition, self-care, personal growth, um, all kinds of healthy health and wellness workshops. I also do speaking engagements to different organizations or corporations, as well as I am a college instructor and I've been teaching my own health and wellness workshops for the past eight years. And I also am the host of a podcast that I did for three years called Balanced Living for Busy Professionals. So my whole aim is to have a platform where I can share information, tips, ideas with the world to support people in creating the life they truly want, a life of health, wellness, and mental sharpness. Lovely. So you sound like a perfect guest for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprisingly, obviously, because I invited you to be on it. Yes, Um, you did. So... um, Lots, lots that you're doing, and so, and obviously, as I say, so pertinent to, to what we talk about here. I think the, the first thing before we talk about why you do what you do is, um, I just love that you said you're a whole living consultant. I think the, the just the the concept, the, what, what that sort of throws up in your mind when you hear that, is just so important nowadays. 
It's, it's very important because what we realize and the science supports this is that we're not just physical, you know, we can't just worry about going to the gym. Uh, our minds need nurturing and care as well, as well as our spirits. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I, I've learned this over the years that I've been a, a whole living consultant is that we need to take care of the body, the mind, and the spirit. It's all one. Mm-hmm. So you didn't tell us where you're based. I'm in Chicago. Ah. Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Ah, Lovely. I wouldn't have been able to tell you the state, but I would have been able to say it's the Windy City, isn't it? Is that the word for it, the name it, for it? That is the nickname, <laughs> Windy City. That's one of the names. <laughs> one of the main names. <laughs> Brilliant. So tell us more about how you got to to do what you do, because, you know, like you're saying now, it's really important that um, we, you know, we we look after our whole selves and all that sort of stuff. But it's still quite a sort of fairly modern concept. Obviously, you know, exercise and nutrition and so on have have been, you know, around and talked about for a long time. But it really has evolved in in recent years to to being, as you say, much more about the 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 whole self. and you said you've been uh, lecturing at college, I think you said for, for eight years, or you've been running workshops for eight years. Um, so what did, what did you do before and how did you get to what you, you do now? Well, before, and I've had a, my practice for 13 years. Uh, before that, I started out as a uh, consultant. Uh, initially, I was a systems engineer. I became a consultant. I had an awesome career. Um, I started a business, very successful, but what was happening at the same time, my health was failing. I got, I mean, I'm really young. I have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. uh, uh, All my glucose levels are elevated and I'm stressed to the gills, but I have this Mm -hmm. awesome career. And at that time, I'm a divorced mom with two small kids. So I'm trying to <laughs> balance not only this awesome work life, but my home life as well. And what I recognized early on that I couldn't sustain my life in that way. Um, being successful does not equal health. As a matter of fact, it, it could be the latter because the more the more you have on your plate, the more stress is involved, the more uh, things that you have to keep in balance. And at that time I had no tools. So it would always manifest some kind of way in my body and some type of illness. So what I said was, I wanna be here. I love my kids. I love my career. I love this business that I'm starting. So I need to figure out a way to support myself and bring balance to my life because otherwise I didn't feel I would be around or I'd be too sick to even think about anything else. So at that time I had no whole wellness consultants to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a lot of uh, soul searching inside of myself. What do I need? What does that mean uh, to be healthy? What does that mean? So I started out reading books. I started out uh, going to lectures. I started out listening to speakers. And I always say one thing leads to another, which led me to uh, a life coach curriculum that I became a life coach. And that led me to a wellness coach curriculum. I became a wellness coach. Then I became, I took a guiding for my, my uh, guiding for mindful change, uh, wellness certification so that I could help myself change, not only help myself change my behaviors, but at that time I wanted to help other people who were interested, but they just didn't know how to get started. And then I recognized that nutrition is a big part of being well. So I got a a certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And to bring that all to completion, I ended up getting a master's degree in spiritual psychology. So not only have I evolved with a lot of experiences, trial, error, education, 
uh, I've also uh, ended up educating myself along the way. And keep in mind, I was a software consultant <laughs> and that was not the path that, you know, I started on. But once I started, I, I just wanted to really dive in and figure out a way to have a good life. And part of having a good life is to be as whole as possible. Nothing's perfection uh, in body, mind and spirit. So on the face of it, that sounds like a, a really big change from software consultant to to what you do now. But do you think you approached it in a similar way? You mean, did I approach the wellness in a similar way as I approached the software? Yeah, because it sounds yeah. like you, you yeah. were really sort of detailed and conscious of of needing to get under the sort of yes. under the bonnet and, and, and really know what you needed to do and do it all sort of properly, if you like. Yes. And as I've done these podcasts over time, I realize that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it until I started really having conversations about it. And you're absolutely correct. I I definitely went into it from an engineer consultant mindset because normally uh, and this is what I'm learning, you know, I, I guess I had the wanting and the willingness to really dig, dig in, to really figure out what I need to do for myself. Because I, you know, I, at that time, I'm a mother of two small children. And, and, that, and that drove me to really figure this out. And it's taken years to evolve and figure things out. Nothing's perfect. Challenges come up. But what I've but what I've gotten really good at is 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 making the changes that I need to change. Uh, uh, also, relooking at my priorities that I have and being willing and open to change things in the moment when I have mm -hmm. to. That, that's been a practice for more than 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of conversation at the moment about um, the whole thing around hustle, you know, the sort of the Gary V and, and um, I don't know, people like Elon Musk and people who just like work seemingly millions of hours a week, <laughs> right the way through to people who are sort of at the opposite end of the spectrum saying that it's all about uh, ease and, you know, less is more uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. Where, where do you sit on that? I don't know if it's a continuum, but uh, certainly there's, there's two quite extremes there. What, what I can tell you from my own experience, because I'm still in the corporation, still consulting, I've evolved it. So where it's under my Diane Randall Consults umbrella, which is really a blessing. So I get to see and observe a lot. So when you say less is more, what what do you mean when you say that? So I can make sure I answer your question. Please. Yeah, so the, the whole thing about um, sort of knowing that actually if, you, if you're sort of frantically trying to do things all the time, almost you're creating, you know, more stress and more need to do more. But actually, if you can set your life up so that you're doing the things that are really important to you and not you know worrying about all the other stuff if you like that actually you can often be much more productive and it's one of the things I talk about in my power to live more business that you know if you're really clear about what you want to do and you do those things and you don't do the things that you don't want to do <laughs> which sounds obvious and simple <laughs> but it's hard obvious and simple but what I can share with you and this is going into many many uh, corporations over the years that that concept is has not taken hold like you would think uh, mm. in today's world because there are a lot of demands in corporations. Uh, there are it's, and I'm talking uh, uh, and I work with uh, consultants, tech, a lot of uh, technology folks, a lot of people who have uh, let's say project timelines. There's a lot of money at stake. So what what I observe and continue to deserve that that concept has not taken off like it probably should. Mm. Um, what what I can tell you is I agree with, and this is how I live my life with always looking at my priorities. I agree, less is more. You set your life up, but a lot of times that doesn't quite jive with what the corporate demands are. Yeah. Mm. So, and, it, and, and a lot of people, you know, they, they, 
they feel that, you know, this is my job. This is what I have to do. And I have to work all these hours to get things done. But what, what I do and what I've done for many years now is I feel no matter what the demands are, you can structure the day and get realistic timelines in. But in the consulting world, and, and you know, it hasn't quite caught up with, <laughs> with, with, with needing realistic timelines and setting priorities to match those timelines, because uh, sometimes there's a date to get everything done. And it's, it's like the project is backdated. Let's say this project will go live in March. And then you figure out, and this is uh, January, how you're going to get everything done by March. So mm. it's, it's those type of expectations in a lot of cases that still cause people to, to, to work under very stressful, high demanding conditions. But mm. what I will say is the conversation has started. Uh, when I go into companies sometimes and I'm working with a new client, Sometimes I literally have to sit down and talk about the expectations because I need to know in my head, what is the expectation? What are the timelines that, you know, we need to talk about? Because I am very conscious of how I'm going to use my time. With, and, and, and most jobs are demanding, not just, you know, um, most people are busy with demanding jobs. I know all your mm. listeners or have demanding uh, uh, lives, but it's, it's, it's really kind of stepping up for yourself and saying, you know, I know I need to do A through Z, but this is the way we can do it. And, mm. and maybe I need to ask for an extended amount of time, you know, to get things done mm. because working more hours, I can tell you is not the answer. I've witnessed so many people that had heart attacks and strokes over time, just from not taking care of themselves and just living in this busy, 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 busy world. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, I, the work that I see, I, I also consult in corporates on another side of uh, what I do, which is around employee engagement. And there's a, a lot of conversation around well-being, mm-hmm. uh, as you know. And what I find interesting is that there's so much focus on you know, how do we make the environment better? How do we encourage people to go walking at lunchtime? How do we, um, you know, get people to, to think about things like they're, you know, they're eating and, and that sort of thing. And I don't see so much of a focus on how do we help people to firstly organize themselves better, given how technology can do that, but also how it can do the opposite and make it feel like the world is so much more overwhelming. But also, um, how do we um, create that resilience in people to be able to say what you've just said, you know, which is I need some more time or I can't do that in the time scale you've given me or, you know, it's all well and good saying that these are the results that we need to achieve by the end of the month. But in order to do that, all this well-being stuff that we're doing is going to go out the window. So, you know, we've got these two concepts that don't get integrated quite often. They don't get quite integrated quite often, but I will say I have seen it. Um, I I have seen it Um, um, not often, but the the couple of companies that I've that I that I've seen, they create incentives to the employees. They mm-hmm. have they have prizes and awards if they lose weight. They have weight challenges. They have different, uh, for example, maybe lunchtime workshops. They hire these health and wellness companies to come in and incentivize people to uh, uh, take better care of themselves because a because what I do see is that is being tied to insurance uh, in, yeah. in the states. So, so it supports the company. Their bottom line is that you know they 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 probably get a a return on investment in their insurance premiums. Right. So, so yeah. I've seen that. I've witnessed that, but not not as much as you one would think because you know, in America, you know, heart diseases, I mean, all the main diseases are 
at an all-time high for us. So, so you would think you would see more. But the other side of that is people are so busy, and and I can tell you this with my clients. And sometimes they're, they, <laughs> I'm too busy to even talk to you about what I need. So it's it's recognizing that first of all that it's important, it's imperative because a lot of people don't react to anything until something happens to them. And then mm-hmm. you, have, you may have their attention, but the willingness to make changes to support them in their busy lives is a whole nother subject. And it takes work because what I say is they need a mindset shift to help them to go inside and recognize that, you know what, I need, I need balance. I need, I need to make sure that I'm resting because I can remember many years ago, I was in total stress mode and anxiety all the time, all the time. And I'd end up in the hospital uh, from the anxiety attacks because I'd swear I had a heart attack, you know, mm-hmm. but, but to live in that state, just to live in that state, trying to, uh, and, and that's when you have no tools. For example, what I learned to do was was to incorporate things in my life to help me to slow down, relax, uh, re- rejuvenate. So, so it's a conscious, conscious, intentional effort to ch- make changes like that. And, and it's, it's not easy. Uh, especially if you are someone who feels that you don't have time and 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 that you don't know how you'd ever figure in anything else when your plate is already full. Yes, yeah. So tell me a bit about how you prioritize. So I guess your your children are older now, um, but you're you know running a different type of business you're you're not working in corporate in the same way that you were how do you prioritize what you do in your work in your life well and and keep in mind this has evolved over 25 years so Mm. even when i was in corporate the reason the main reason i started my own business so was so that i could control more of my schedule that that was the first thing i did and, and and so that I could cap how long I was gone, when I had to travel, you know, so so that was the first thing I did. But over time, and it's easier, you know, and 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 even if you have children, a spouse or wh- whomever's in your household, it, it really doesn't matter because these changes change over time. It depends on the phase of life you're in. Even if you have children at home, it's thinking about what can these children do to support the family? Can they clean up their rooms? Can they fix their own lunch? What can they do to support the family in creating more space for everyone to do things to support themselves? So as my children grew, uh, things they could do, I had them do it. I had them, you know, when they became teenagers, they were able to run their own errands and do things for themselves. And as they grew, my priorities changed. They were, they changed, they were fluid. They weren't written in stone. And on occasion, uh, let's say I had an organization that I belonged to. If that organization no longer supported what, what I was doing in the moment, I didn't spend my time uh, doing things like that that didn't support my overall objective, which was which was uh, working and and having a little balance in my life because we we are short of time, you know, if you look at the big scheme of things. But I will say today my kids are grown, so each phase of my life has has given me more and more time and energy and space and and attention to do the things that I want to do. Like now, I would say. Uh, my priorities are are pretty flexible, but but you know what? I still will get a client that will want me to come in every day and do all these things, and and, and it could be challenging sometimes. But uh, I st- I'm still working at it on occasion. But for the most part, uh, my priorities have have really uh, 
begun to support me in, in my life. But that's, mm. that's just over time. It's nothing that you wake up and say, okay, I'm not doing any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> you know? Do you um, have specific sort of planning thinking sessions around this stuff? I mean, well, it's not something I, 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 I agree with you. Things evolve all the time and I'm constantly reviewing, but I don't have a sort of, point in time where I, I do that. I used to do, you know, an annual planning type thing, but I don't do that now. I tend to just be flexible to change all the time. Joe, How do you I, do that? I wrote a book and it was it was based on a, a workshop that I taught for the last 10 years. It's called Jumpstart Your Life, Find Your Motivation and Change Your Life One Step at a Time. And the first thing I do with this workshop is to is to go through an exercise where people look at their lives. They rate from one to, to, to 10, what's most satisfying being 10 about their lives and what's the least satisfying. And, and that exercise, and I'll just shorten it up, allows you to see what your life looks like and where you need, where your time, energy, and attention might be needed. And then I go through another exercise that says, okay, what are my current priorities? Just write them down. And then, okay, if you could, based on the life balance exercise that you did, the area that needs more attention, what would your priorities look like if you could give yourself permission to structure your lives in a way to support different uh, areas of your life that you wanted to give more attention, time and energy. So I walk through exercises and discussions because I already know that people cannot think about adding anything to an already full plate. I mean, that's just at least the people I work with here in the States. It's it's how do I look at my life, what's going on, and then look at the priorities that I have and then ask myself, do these priorities support the aspects of my life that I want to uh, give my time, energy, and attention to? So that is the first thing I do when I teach my workshops is to yeah. help open people up so they're there. They can at least I tell them at least for these three hours, you know, just just feel that you can change your life, you know, because I don't want I want people to just be open and and, and just say if I you know, this is what my life would look like if I take away, if I don't focus on the barriers that have been keeping me from making my life this way. And that mm. tends to help. That tends to help people. I teach that workshop all the time. And what sort of people do you have um, coming along to that? Are, are they people who are just so overwhelmed or are they, uh, you know, a bit enlightened and they know they need to do this? Or are they being forced to do it by their employer? <laughs> I would say I, I get people from all walks of life and it's been beautiful to see these past 10 years. I get entrepreneurs, I get, I get caregivers, I get busy career people. And, and what they all have in common is that they are busy, but they also recognize that there's something missing in their lives and they just don't know how to get to it, how to start. That's what I love about that course is the people that it attracts. And it attracts a lot of empty nesters, people whose kids are gone, uh, widows, people who are in the midst of, you know what, my life is this way and I know I need to make a change and I just don't know where to start. The, that that's the makeup of the people that show up for that class. And it's mostly yeah. uh, uh, middle-aged uh, uh, men and women, men and women. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say empty nesters. I guess it's a, it's a massive um, life shift uh, where suddenly you probably have a lot more time <laughs> than you know what to do with in some ways. And that is so interesting because when we're busy in our lives, when we're younger and we're raising our kids, you can't, I know I couldn't imagine a time <laughs> where in the future, this will be any different, but, but fast forward through your future. And, and this is why I like to teach this class before people are in a, 
in a state of discomfort or being uncomfortable about their lives or or just totally stressed out is that that will happen. That will happen. Life will shift. And before you know it, those kids are gone. And then you have this space in your life. And that's a problem too, because you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. 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 So let's talk. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were finishing that sentence and I interrupted you rudely. (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) So let's talk a bit more about the being healthy piece because that's what started to drive the change in your life all those all those years ago and I guess things have changed quite a lot in the time that you've been focusing on on this stuff oh my god has it (laughs) (laughs) I you know I can tell you I started out as a consultant and I had a expense account for the first time in my life. And of course I ate, 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 you know, (laughs) ate my way to being overweight with a lot of, and it sure didn't help my chronic conditions at the time. So what I will say today is I've become totally plant-based and I didn't see this coming totally plant-based. I, I eat, you know, I, I only eat what's grown in the ground, what has no mother or no face. Okay. And I've become this big animal rights person. You know, I, I, I personally, and this is just me. Um, it's like you evolve in a way that you, you have no idea what, what happens to you when you, when you're on the path to being healthy and, and well, and this is what happened. It just unfolded in this way. So one thing happened, I started eating differently to ward off all the chronic conditions that I had as I started getting older, you know, it becomes more and more of a problem. And, and then from that, I evolved to a person that felt so connected to animals that, that I can't eat one. So what I would say today is that I feel that my health has gotten better and better. And I have a wider look at the world and there's nothing about this that I could have planned out, okay? There's nothing about uh, uh, my health, wellness, and even uh, 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 what I do, the work that I do, because part of the work I do is I teach people inner tools and strategies to create the lives that they want, because it's not always about looking outside yourself for the answer. So I, I, I feel that, and, and, and I teach people what I would have wanted to have when I was younger and going through all my health and health issues is that you can learn tools to support yourself. And it doesn't have to be big things. And I say, small steps equals huge changes in your life. And it's about the process, it's about the practice, and it's about being intentional and consistent mm-hmm. in making changes to support yourself. So have you got any sort of quick tips that you that you can share with, with the listener around around that? What, what I would say and what I love to say is what is one thing that you would like to change in your life? Just one small thing that you can do tomorrow, because truth is inside, we already have an idea of something we probably want to do or need to do. But because of all the dynamics of of different lives, you know, they're not being done. So what is one small thing you can do tomorrow to support yourself? And it could be as simple as I'm going to park on the other side of the parking lot and walk the long route to work. It could be, I'm going to take the stairs up to my office instead of taking the elevator. It's small, small things that that you can do. And those small things over time equals big outcomes, big results. Yeah, I love that. I am um, always raving about the book, um, The Slight Edge. I don't know if you've come across that one. Uh, and that's all about, you know, taking those small daily actions, which will turn into something much bigger, sort of further down the line. You don't always see that in the moment on the day, but the, you know, the accumulation of, of all of that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
So let's talk about some more practical um, things. Uh, given your software background, I wonder if you're into tools and apps and technology to help or not. Well, <laughs> and 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 I'll tell you, I I for example, and I'll just share with you what I have. I love Siri. I have an iPhone. Uh -huh. I love Siri because I can set reminders and events that I have to keep track of so I can remember. Uh, I also write things down. Um, if I'm in a meeting, uh, sometimes I record the meeting or I write things down so that I could play things back or look at my notes if I'm journaling to, to make sure that I heard and understood things correctly. Uh, because in meetings, you know, everybody's talking and, you know, getting things out. And, and even though people take notes, for me, it's good to uh, listen. I want to do more deep listening than writing, you know, so I'll turn on my recorder. And the third thing is I actually have I, on my phone, I have meditation uh, uh audios so that when I'm sitting, I'll take five minutes, I'll go in an empty conference room or uh, an office, you know, depending on where I am. And I will close my eyes for five minutes if that's all I have and just take and just listen to the meditation. And this is just to bring my mind, slow my mind down and, and, and just bring more presence to the moment. And a big thing that I do, uh, no matter where I am, I will walk. I take walks. If it's cold outside, I'll walk around the, the floor of the office. Depending on the building, I always scope out how <laughs> to walk. And how and how much time I walk depends on what my daily schedule is like. So, so most times I can walk 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening you know, in, in, in the late afternoon, or if it's, if it's a, if it's a building that has a campus, I walk around the building at lunch. So I find intentional ways to, to walk. And that, and that could be my exercise for the whole day, because sometimes getting to the gym every, every day is, is not realistic. And I get that. So I've, I've, uh, advocated and I've taught myself and other people that you can incorporate things while you're at work to uh, help your 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 mental physical and 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 I'll say inner spirit. Mm -hmm. I like the um the idea of chopping up the walks. I am um, I I always say I want to walk every day, but I quite often don't end up doing it because I've got lots of stuff on and I always think. I always think I need to do an hour or, you know, go into town, which is, you know, that sort of amount of time. But actually just doing, as you say, 10 or 15 minutes, two or three times a day would achieve the same. But perhaps I'd procrastinate on it less. <laughs> and and now I even have a, a walk strong video. It's um, it's it's 40 minutes. So uh, sometimes, depending on where I am. You know, if I, I'll go eat my lunch and then I'll do that little video. If I could get some privacy somewhere, I'll turn it on. And it's really simple kicking and walking in place. It's nothing extravagant. So I would say because of because of my schedule and because I have to look at, for example, if I'm with a client and we have meetings all day and, and we have breaks, I have to 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 fit in, okay, we we have a 30 minute break. So I'm gonna sit down for 15 minutes and I'm gonna walk for 15 minutes. So it's a constant intentional uh, thing that I, that I do. And I tell people to get in the activity that you need. Yeah, 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 no, I love that. So what about um, learning and improving yourself? You, you, um started from an issue and, and wanting to resolve this and you talked about some other sort of learning that you went through all those years ago um things can keep changing how do you make sure that you're uh you know up to speed with what's what's the the latest thinking first of all i read a lot <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing is if i'm driving to a client especially if it's 20 minutes 30 minutes i have i have i usually buy the book and the audio book so i get it in <laughs> yeah. i can i go to 
retreats, uh, yoga retreats. I still, I go to conferences and expos and I, my favorite thing to do is if I have a favorite author or someone, I'll go and actually travel anywhere. If I, if I meet a lecturer or a speaker or an author that's talking about something that resonates with me and I feel it can be supportive, I'll attend a lecture. But part of that is constant ongoing um, uh, learning and growing myself uh, because I feel I continue to evolve. And I also feel that everyone that I talk to, whether it's a client, whether it's one of my participants in the workshop at, uh, or in, at the college, uh, whether it's someone I'm coaching, I learn from everyone that I come into contact with. And I feel that my, my uh, uh, um, clients are like a mirror that's in front of me and they teach me a lot as well. So I feel that having this ongoing integration in my life, as well as learning and, and practicing, that, that I'm evolving all the time. Mm. And what about on those days where things go wrong, when you don't have a good day? How do you deal with that? When you say good day, well, what... This is the thing, and I love that getting older kind of changes me a lot. <laughs> you know what? And I have moments where things don't work out or, you know, I didn't get the contract that I went after. And guess what? I just say, you know, I, I did grieve for it in that moment or I have the emotion that's coming up in the moment. And then my whole job is to work on letting that pass and focus on what I need to, what, you know, what else I need to do. But it's definitely uh, uh, experiencing those feelings that come up when things don't work out. But it's also not losing track of what, what I need to get accomplished. Uh, things mm -hmm. come up all the time. Things don't work out a lot because I, I, I'm doing a lot behind the scenes to to grow my practice. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of things you go after may not work out. But, you know, I, I, I continue because I love what I do. And I love that I get to wake up every day and continue the practice. So so you're right. And if I want to be and I'm sad about things sometimes, but the good thing is, I let it pass through me. I, I don't try to stuff it down and, you know, pretend it didn't happen. I mm. deal with all the emotions that come up in that moment, no matter what's happening outside of me. And then I proceed to the next thing. Mm. Mm. I really like that concept of sort of acknowledging that rather than trying to not be sad or trying to sort of push it away. Exactly. Mm. And what about those days where, you get to live more and I always say that living more is about getting to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do what mm -hmm. does the day like that look like for you oh I just had that moment three weeks ago I was in Maui and, <laughs> and, and for seven days I woke up and I I did absolutely everything I wanted to do and my whole thing was to was to relax was to renew, was to really rest. So I got up every morning and walked around the ocean for three miles. And keep in mind, I was with a group of people and I shared with them that I really needed to take care of myself because, you know, I wanted them to know that I wasn't going to be at every event. I knew that when I went there. So I focused on myself. And I showed up at a few, a couple of things, but I was there to just take care of myself. I did yoga, I did meditation, I slept. I actually slept. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to get up and see a client. I didn't have to get up and do anything. So I took advantage of that. And I tell you what, I'm still feeling that resting energy from three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, there's so much um, 
sort of media at the moment about the, the importance of sleep, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I feel it's important, but I think I don't watch uh, or I try to read less and less about mainstream uh, media because sometimes, I, at least in the States, I don't know who's writing the study or who's complaining. Okay. But, but what I try to do and what I try to instill in my clients through my workshops is that sleep is important. And if you're not getting enough sleep, then that's something you and your doctor should work on. I do believe that there is an appropriate amount of sleep, but I also feel that we're all different as well. So how, how, how many hours you get, that's something you have to work out with your your doctor but i do agree with with good sleep and that's why mm -hmm. in the workplace we have to set we really have to set some boundaries for how long we'll work because rest is really 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 important and it's not always about the sleep the rest is important as well mm -hmm. yeah i was talking to someone the other day who said that she's not sleeping very well in the middle of the night at the moment but she sort of remembers her mum saying to her that uh, lying restfully is useful to the body, even if you're not necessarily sleeping, which I thought was uh, worth remembering. Yes. I read an article yesterday as well, actually, which uh, which is also interesting about the bit about if you, if you can't get to sleep, the person was saying, you know, get up and go and do something else. And his comment was oh. something like, you don't, um, we don't sit at the table waiting to be hungry. <laughs> So why do we lie in bed waiting to be sleepy? And I thought it was interesting. Well, and 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 I'll just say what what I've done and in my own life, I've 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 had struggles with sleeping, but a lot of times when I've had troubles with sleeping, it's because my mind that chatters going about something that happened in the day or that's something that's going on, mm. and part of that for me is the. Uh, meditation and the rest and the rest. Uh, for me, uh, if a lot of times if I wake up and this this has been happening the last few years, if I wake up, I lie still. I don't get up and do anything. And nine times out of ten, I fall back to sleep. It's that restfulness that needs to take place because when you get up and you do something else. Okay, now it's time to get to, to get really get up and take a shower and go about your day. And if you notice, you get tired during the day. It's 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 you know you you're tired. You're not as uh, awake as you would be had you gotten sleep or had your restful your restful mm. night. You know the night mm. before. So that's something that you probably want to think about before you yes. get up and do something else. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Well, it's been really good interviewing you, Diane, and uh, finding out about uh, your amazing uh, day, uh, not day, week of living more in Maui. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I need to do something like that now. <laughs> Well, I, I don't go too long. I always take long weekends, Thursday through Sunday, let's say every four or five months. And whether it's a yoga retreat, I do something to renew myself. Yoga retreat, silent retreat, uh, a workshop, something to just ground me and allow me to rest mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a, a, a real, again, going back to words you've used in uh earlier in the interview it's, it's an intentional isn't it to yes. to take that time mm. that's the key word mm. intention if you don't if it's not intentional it probably won't happen no no that's true so tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you you can find out more about me by visiting my workshop, www.dianerandallconsults.com. I am also on Instagram at Diane Randall Consults, Facebook, Diane Randall Consults, as well as Twitter. See, a lady who's consistent. Yes. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Thank you so much, Diane. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Joe. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 106, you'll find them there. And then the tool that I shared on last week's newsletter is wordcloud.com. 
You may remember that I've recently completed a survey asking home-based coaches and consultants about what they like and dislike about working from home. A couple of weeks ago, I presented some of the findings at an event, and I'm currently finalising a report to share with you and with the people that completed the survey. The demographics were quite easy to represent, but I was wondering for a little while what I could do to show the thoughts about what the home-based coaches and consultants like about working from home and what they don't like. I set the survey up to allow qualitative answers to these questions, i.e. people could just actually say exactly what they liked, as opposed to me giving them some some answers to select from. So that made it difficult to analyse, as although there were common themes, the way that people shared their thoughts on the themes differed. I eventually settled on the idea of creating a word cloud for each, and that's precisely what I did really quickly using the online tool, which is wordcloud.com. It was really quick and easy to use. It gives you flexibility around the colours that you use, the shape that you turn the words into, and really created some really lovely graphics that I use in my presentation and that I'll be using in my report. And I'll share that with you, obviously, as soon as it's ready, so you'll get to see those particular word cloud images. Uh, But seriously, if you just go to wordcloud.com yourself, you can just quickly put some content in there and see how that works for yourself. It's really quite simple to use. Just an update on my new online community for home-based coaches and consultants. If it's something that you might be interested in, I have the site live. Uh, It's not finished yet. It's not ready to launch to the public yet. (laughs) And I'll obviously let you know as soon as it is. But I'm really excited about the fact that I've got loads of templates for things like attracting more audience, uh, for building income, for planning generally. I've got some courses on there for general learning around all the things that you need as a home-based coach or consultant and also a way for the community to communicate with each other and support each other around the whole accountability piece which is the other theme for the community. So I will keep you posted. I'm working on that in between everything else and I've been a bit busy for the last few weeks but it will be imminent. And again, the show notes for this week's show are powertolivemore.com forward slash 106. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.